This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Adinsami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., and we're joined by a great American, Governor Phil Bryant. Governor Bryant served as Mississippi's 64th governor from 2012 to 2020. Governor Bryant serves on the Executive Advisory Board of International Leaders Summit and is spearheading initiatives at Brian Sanji Snell Global Partners, where he provides strategic advice and counsel and business development services to some of the world's largest industry leaders. Welcome, Governor Bryant. Welcome, Governor Bryant. Yo, thank you so much, Natasha. Good to be with both of you, as always, on America's Roundtable. Governor Bryant, the most recent bill called Infrastructure Bill amounts to $2.3 trillion and consists of various items of proposed spending, corporate tax increase from the current 21% to 28%, and spending that would not be considered infrastructural by the definition of the word infrastructure. $115 billion are designated for improving roads and bridges, and that was just 5% of the plan's $2.3 trillion in total spending. Governor Bryant, what should decent, hardworking American taxpayers make of this when they send their hard-earned tax dollars to Washington, D.C. to fund legitimate purposes and now finding out that infrastructure bill has only 5% dedicated for spending on repairing bridges and roads and 95% will be spent on a combination of new Green Deal ideas and non-infrastructural spending and to fuel D.C. Well, I think they've got to get engaged, and we've encouraged that. Call your congressman. You certainly have the right. I always tell people to, to be polite, be aware, so do your homework before you call. Know the facts that we share, and this program is such an advocate for educating the public on knowing these facts. You're absolutely right. Even if you add what few road safety programs are in, it's less than 7% of the $2 trillion uh, of an infrastructure bill. Now, we need, America needs an infrastructure bill, roads and bridges. I am even for, and, and I've talked to the leadership of the American Society of Civil Engineers. They have a definition of infrastructure, the experts, the engineers who build roads and bridges. And so I'm all for including water systems within our cities that are crumbling. That's infrastructure. You can drive anywhere in the world if you want to, but if you can't drink the water, then it doesn't do you a whole lot of good to arrive at your destination. And then secondly, I think broadband. So we can expand broadband. It is desperately needed in rural areas across America. So I would join with the American Society of Civil Engineers saying that's infrastructure, but daycare is not infrastructure. Now, I agree that we need to help with daycare. It's the number one reason that most single mothers don't go to work is the cost and expense of daycare. We, there are programs like federally funded daycare centers out there that are helping with that. And, and that's a discussion that can be had among policymakers again. 
But it is not. There was a question in Congress just recently of one of the Democratic leaders that said, is changing the court's infrastructure. And he said, yes. So you're, you're right, Green New Deals. Uh, you know, this money is going to go for electric charging stations. Not a bad idea, but what is the outcome and results of doing away with the entire oil and gas industry? You know, what are we going to do with that great industry that has made us energy independent? Uh, our combustion automobiles, a combustion engine, if we're going to do away with it, imagine what do we do with all of it? What, what will people who are retired do when they're told now you have to go and buy an electric car or we're going to tax your hybrid vehicles even more? Solar panels, they work really well when the sun's shining, windmills. We saw what happened in Texas when the snow, ice, and that storm affect those. This is, again, a situation where the Democrats are saying we want to talk about a very popular issue infrastructure. We need an infrastructure bill. I worked with Secretary Chow and President Trump early in his administration to put that bill together. We need that. We need a reduction of all of the overburdened regulations. The cost of building a bridge now is astronomical because you have to deal with six federal agencies to get permitted, never mind dealing with other state agencies as you're trying to build roads and bridges. None of that discussion is being had. This is a $2 trillion bill that seems more about uh, green energy, uh, more about climate change, more about child care than it is roads and bridges, less than 7%. This is just not good management of your government and of the taxpayers' dollars and huge costs cost of gasoline, cost of corporate taxes, loss of jobs on top of it. I, I just cannot imagine that the Biden administration can sustain their agenda as I see it moving forward. Large tax increases. It would be uh, prudent if what is not infrastructure is called differently and it's not packaged in an omnibus bill so we know what our legislators are voting for. People need to decide, as you said, consent of the governed. But to package all these different items together as one bill, that is troublesome. What's amazing to me as someone that dealt with a legislative branch and judicial branch as governor, a legislator, lieutenant governor, President Biden said, you know, we understand we really need an infrastructure bill in America. We need improvement. He could have a historic bill. He could join with Republicans who want to achieve this, dedicate it to real infrastructure, roads and bridges, broadband, water systems within our cities. And then you would see workforce going out there. There. Bridges being restored, uh, interstates being repaired, water that children could drink. It would be remarkable. But apparently, that's not what the Democratic leadership chooses to do. Not bring that one great moment of reconciliation together for the good of America. It would be something that President Biden could be very, very proud of. But instead, it certainly appears that this bill, as you're right, is something totally other than infrastructure as we know it. Governor Bryant, we thank you so much for joining us on America's Roundtable. We sincerely appreciate your principal leadership. Thank you, Governor Bryant. 
Thank you so much. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Adonsami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Serdorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org.